0: Hello, and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is season four, episode two, Layer by Layer, with Anamika Davidson.
1: Everyone does have their own voice, and sometimes they just need help seeing that and then bringing that out a little bit more. I think that connection is essential It is generous to make your art and to share it.
0: Painter, teacher and creative mentor Anamika Davidson lives in Oregon with her husband, young daughter and dog. She has a bachelor's degree in fine arts with a focus in painting and surface design on fibers. Her paintings explore the intersection of art, nature and healing rooted in a foundation of traditional art techniques. Her paintings are pretty figurative, drawing strongly from imagery from the real world and the natural world, and she builds them on an abstract architecture of bold color and expressive lines and marks. She spoke with us about getting started with a professional art career and how to make botanical paintings and finding new avenues for social support for artists. Here's Anamika.
1: Hi, my name is Anamika Hops Davidson, and I also go by Mika. And I'm 35. My pronouns are she and hers. I grew up down in Eugene, and I've been in Portland now for over a decade. I live and work as an artist, and I I'm a painter primarily. Painter, drawer. Uh, illustrator and occasionally surface design on fibers and textile and that has also led me to be a teacher a lot of my creative practice is this fluid motion of learning figuring out how to do something and then uh, sharing it sharing the delight of the creative process and sharing it both teaching creativity courses and mentoring artists one-on-one. And I have this funny little niche where I basically shout enthusiastically through a Zoom screen while people work in their own studios. Uh, Or I, I can go physically to their spaces if they live locally, but I work with people all over the world. And I also founded an art studio in southeast Portland that's called the Nurture Artists Collective and there's five of us we share a space here and we have a lot of collaboration we started a Patreon and community is just a really big part of what I do. Probably the biggest part of my identity that's important to share is that I recently became a mother I have a I have a one-year-old the nurture artist collective we all we've all been friends for years now and we we decided to name ourselves nurture artists collective because a lot of what we do in our community as well as with each other is is nurture and uplift and encourage and you know water water each other's creativity and see each other through those times of of challenge. And I do the same thing in my year round course with people. It's basically a community that I facilitate it, but I'm also living it. I'm being completely transparent about my creative practice and the highs and lows and the times of great productivity. And so we, we work through the whole year together in that way. So I basically have two communities. I have one that I run that's called Let's Go Deep, and that's my year-round course that I'm about to launch again for the third year. And then I have the Nurture Artist Collective, which is my studio physically in Portland, but we also have a Patreon, and we are starting to do more collaborative offerings. So I, I think of Let's Go Deep as kind of the community I facilitate, and the Nurture Artist Collective is almost like its own artist, and it's made up of all of us. For years and years, I've been teaching um, in the physical world. I got my start in 2007 as an intern out at the Sitka Center for Art and Ecology, which is this fabulous little nonprofit on the coast that is centered on a nature preserve. And so it brings artists and ecologists together from all over the world. And uh, it's a big hub for Pacific Northwest. And I started teaching like, let's go explore out in the woods, learn to identify plants and then paint them and make layered paintings. And I taught that workshop for years and years. And then that was my first online course. I basically adapted that process to the online format. It was really fun. My friend, I hired a videographer friend of mine and we went out to the old growth forest and we filmed, you know, the botany parts of the class and then filmed the other parts here in the studio. And that class has now been taken by over a thousand people all over the world. And it's super fun for me as a Oregonian to share the gorgeousness around here and just I can't help but get really enthusiastic when I'm doing that kind of stuff. As a teacher I think there's a point when you know we we have to make a decision are we willing to just give it all away and I firmly firmly believe that there's truly no competition in creative work because the most rewarding fulfilling work is to find our voice and share that. And the more we work, the more undeniably true to ourselves we're being. And so there's really no fear for me in teaching my process because one of the most fun things I do is keep innovating and thinking of something new to do. And in my year long course, I have a cohort right now of 35 artists that are doing this with me for the this, this second year I've taught it. And the whole point is for them to get a creative practice going that really fits them and for them to make a cohesive body of work of their own. I, you know, I, I teach lessons. I'm talking about this like it's all abstract. There's actually like a structure to this whole thing. And we learn basic design and color theory and all of these, we look at art history and creative practice and they end up making a body of work that's all their own. And even if they wanted to do something like someone else, they can't. Like, it's just like everyone does have their own voice and sometimes they just need help seeing that and then bringing that out a little bit more. I'm trying to imagine if you're listening to this podcast from, you know, maybe in your kitchen while you're chopping up vegetables or folding laundry or maybe driving somewhere and trying to picture my paintings in your imagination. I typically start with uh, quite a bit of color. I'm a huge fan of blues and greens and... There's usually botanical imagery and I can't help but make kind of an all over pattern. I like to weave and dab the color all around and There's a story inside every painting. So sometimes there's people, sometimes there's animals, sometimes there's plants, but there's typically It's either based on an actual walk I've taken and something I've encountered or a memory or a wish for the future and Almost always, if we get to talk about the painting, I'm going to tell you about the process of making it because the painting itself, when it's done, feels kind of like a moment in time. It's just one bit of the whole experience. So that's why I like to make videos about the process and teach the process too. So layer by layer, an homage to the process is the title of this body of work that I'm working on now. So this is the first true full body of work I'm creating since I went through that ent- huge metamorphosis and became a mother. Layer by layer in homage to the process, I, I came up with that because again, I think it'll be interesting to share the process. So my plan is to video and create and edit a video that shows the be- behind the scenes and the process of creating this new body of work. And um, it's also just giving me accountability and a deadline. Now with COVID, RAC was like, my my gallery placement fell through because they're just trying to figure out what to do. And so I don't have my deadline on my venue anymore, but I'm still trying to keep to the same timeline because I very dearly need to make a new series of paintings. Right now, we're in the middle of a huge opportunity for transformation as a society. And we're seeing that with Black Lives Matter and the civil rights uprising. And I mean, even the way that COVID and quarantine has caused us all to reconsider what's essential. And it's kind of like playing in, you know, it's, it's on our minds at all times. I think that connection is essential and we're creative beings and so creating our art and expressing our truth in that way is essential and we have to find ways to do that on a personal level and a lot of what I'm What I learn as I go along is the more I can learn to love and accept myself, the more I can help my students learn to love and accept themselves wherever they're at in their creative journey. And then my big dreamy hope is that that ripples out and we have a more tolerant society because people are learning to love and accept each other and provide for each other in that way. So my hope is that this time is an opportunity to realize our impact on each other, realize how much connection matters and that artists really remember that I mean if you don't hear anything else but this like your work is needed it is generous to make your art and to share it and that's enough get out there and do it now as an individual in the future I just I want to be able to be a painter and be healthy and happy and provide for my family and I say that because I'm a bit in the, I'm well, I'm squarely in the struggling working class right now, and I, I, I wanna live in a future where it's not such a grind to be an artist, where we, we do have the ability to have our, our work be supported and valued by the community. And it's like that in, in every aspect, like. I want there to be a society where healthcare is a priority for everyone. It's scary to live in a society that feels like it doesn't actually have your back. And so my my vision is for personal resilience that then ripples out into societal resilience and realizing that everyone everyone needs to be loved and cared for. And that I hope is part of the new paradigm that we're that we're fighting for right now that we're actively creating and that as artists we can by practicing and you know keeping our our creative muscle and our imagination strong we can keep visualizing and actually creating that possibility so other people can see it and then um you know direct help direct the whole collective thought that direction
0: You can check out Onamika's work at Onamika.com or on Instagram at Onamika underscore. That's A-N-N-A-M-I-E-K-A. This episode was sponsored by the Oregon Arts Commission, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Multnomah County Cultural Coalition, the Kenton Action Plan, North Portland Community Works, and the Oregon Cultural Trust. Thank you so much for your sponsorship. The episode was written and produced by me, Joni Whitworth, and edited by Matt Larimer. The music for this episode was written and produced by Standing On End. Check them out at standingonend.bandcamp.com or on Instagram at standingonend. If you have any questions or feedback about the show, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out at futureprairie.com or on social media, at Future Prairie. Thanks so much.